I'm a zombie. I've been bitten. You're listening to the survival podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. Zombies Ate My Podcast. Hello and welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me as always is the busy zombie lord, Lou Page. How's it going, man? It's going. Yes. We are back. Uh, We took a bit of a break, uh, and we are here to discuss some fun zombie news. We got two new stories here to talk about. Content. It's happening. Plus, we watched... uh, And and they're two big big stories as far as i'm concerned i think you're right they're two big big stories and we're not even we're not even talking about the last of us we got a a bonus here for the last of us part two which is technically launching in about three hours so over the course of this recording i'll probably be contemplating whether i want to stay up till midnight and uh and play like 20 minutes and then realize oh shit it's late i better go to bed but uh i'll keep you posted on that internal battle uh but once we get through the news we're going to talk about the last kids on earth book two that launched on netflix we've got about three episodes to talk about we'll give general impressions on that but lou let's not delay any further because we got a new resident evil announced this past week Yes, we did. Yes, we did. Uh, I, I, w- I was excited, and I didn't even know that this was Resident Evil when I saw the trailer. Um, because I'm working from home, I get the pleasure of being able to watch the trailer announcements while I'm working from home on my TV. And so I put the Sony thing on in the background, and I'm cranking away and cranking away, and I'm kind of watching it out of the corner of my eye. And then all of a sudden, I see this thing, and there's like a guy in a hat, and there's a guy, guy turning into a what looks like a werewolf, and there's things and then it looks like all of a sudden wait there's a zombie and then all of a sudden it's like chris redfield says hey let me help you and grabs some guy's arm and pulls it up and it's a first person thing and i went it's resident evil 8 what the hell is going on (laughs) and it was this had been rumored um and and part of the rumors were that chris would return and uh it would continue the story from resident evil 7 with ethan and would be next gen so this is coming to the ps5 xbox series x and pc in 2021 uh and uh would also include werewolves um you know uh not zombie werewolves but what appear to be just like straight up werewolves and and i don't know like this is a resident evil's gone some places and i think as soon as they started introducing like worm zombies they kind of they kind of could go to werewolves vampires feel like it'd be a step too far but werewolves in terms of mutation and stuff that feels like a safe transition don't you do you agree i'm not against the idea i just i don't know if it's going to be just there are people that can change at will because of the virus or i don't know how resident evil is going to do it but resident evil will do it yeah it's it's really interesting it looks like a much larger game i got a i got a sense of uh you know it's called resident evil uh, resident evil 8 village i got a very strong resident evil 4 feeling and there are those rumors that they're doing a remaster of four and they haven't been afraid to sort of mix things up with the remakes to help tie into later titles do you think we could be getting a four remake to help talk about this village and and talk about because it really gives me that that vibe 
I get the vibe. We're going back to a small country somewhere that 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 has an outbreak of some kind, and Ethan and uh, Ethan's probably going to be there because he's still. I forget. Isn't he infected, but not turning into a zombie or something like that? I don't know. I know. I I I, I didn't beat Resident Evil Seven. I got quite Ooh, far. on you? I know. And I and I watched this trailer, and I loved Resident Evil Two and Three. There's just Lou like Resident Evil Seven. It's scarier than the other ones because it's it's because the zombies are in your face. And I mean, if I went back to play it, like, would I even be able to? to finish it i don't know like i think i was like halfway through at the very least it feels yeah. like that was the case but and yeah. i did enjoy had what you, i played had you switched characters yet no i didn't know they they did who do you switch characters to you play as the girl for a while oh, oh i didn't know that no i uh i'm still ethan i haven't found uh what i'm assuming is the girl he's looking for his his partner his fiance yeah you can play you can play as her oh interesting in the Uh, later half okay well i i do i do enjoy resident evil 7 and i mean now that resident evil 8 is is coming out maybe i have some time uh to play 7 maybe maybe we'll make it an extra life goal for me to finish 7 and maybe do some streaming of 7 again because that did uh, work out but again again I knew that Resident Evil was a thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't know we were going to get a trailer. And when I watched the PlayStation announcement, like I really wasn't paying attention. It was like, oh yeah, look, okay. And I was really just waiting to see what the price point was going to be for PS5. And they didn't <laughs> announce that. But, Expensive. but I was like, yeah. But then I just kept scanning the thing and being like, okay, yeah, that's a Spider-Man. Yeah, uh, that's going to be good. Okay, yeah. Like I'm back to work. Like I like I really wasn't paying that attention, and then when I saw the thing that I didn't know what it was, I was like, "What the hell is this?" It was it was intriguing enough that it made me stop what I was doing for five minutes and watch the whole trailer. And then when they said Resident Evil Eight, I was like, "Oh, I'm so excited now!" <laughs> yeah, it and you know it. We talk about next generation and and how the next gen might be a slight bump, but. The graphics in this game, the facial animations, which I think is key for a first-person survival horror game, it just looks phenomenal, and I can't wait to see this thing running, and and I hesitate to say I can't wait to play it, but for me, 2021 is looking to be the year to buy consoles, and and Lou, I I was kind of having this thought today, like, I watched the EA had a presentation, and most of it was current-gen stuff. And I'm thinking to myself, like, you know what? I think this might be the first console I don't buy at launch, like the first generation that I don't, you know, jump into at launch. I stopped. I stopped doing that uh, after I got burned so many times with Xbox and PlayStation. Mm. Um, like I'm trying to remember. I, what you I don't. I, I I didn't buy an Xbox One, but I went through six 360s. Oh yeah, I think everyone. Did. Uh, <laughs> And I went through two PS3s, and I went through three PS2s, and I went through two Xbox Ones. I mean, original Xboxes. Yeah, Microsoft did. And and what I found was, is every time I bought the later ones, like Mm -hmm. I have a PS4, and I waited for the slim model, and 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 it was, they had just put out the Pros, Mm -hmm. and I bought the slimmer model because... It wasn't a pro, and they dropped the price like a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. And I went, done. 
good deal. I don't care about the pro. If I wanted something with that better, gra- much better graphics, I'd just boot up my PC. Mm-hmm. I think um, I think when you look at the next generation of consoles and what it's going to offer, you know, Dying Light Two is another one that's probably going to be kicked over to next gen because we've heard nothing about that one. It was supposed to be this year. It's uh, the cost of entry. You know, it's expensive. It's a it's a it's a price tick. It's a price ticket that's going to cost you up front, but. This is hardware, unlike, you know, maybe, Lou, your situation was different with your listing of broken hardware, but I've, I had a launch PS4 that was fine right up until I traded in for the Pro, and, and uh, same with the Xbox One, uh, I got it maybe a year or so after launch, and I, and I think that's where it was for me, is I can't remember what it was about the PS4, I think it was just the new hardware that I wanted, but mm-hmm. in this instance, there's so many games that are still coming out for current generation and PC, um so it's it's not an easy it's not as easy a a a thing to say like oh i have to get it it wasn't like the switch where it's like oh it's launching with zelda plus the nintendo console i have to i have to have that day one um my other thing too is is that i'd much rather save up my money and i i my pc here is is getting old i built this bad boy six seven years ago we we were doing this we i think we were only been doing the show a year or two mm-hmm. and when I built this and I've put new hardware in it but it's kind of getting to the time where it's like well there's I'm only so much to... you can do right yeah it's getting to the point where I'm gonna have to scrap it and build a new one and that's fine I like I'll probably keep this on the floor in the background here as like a backup in case something goes wrong but uh again like I'd much rather use my money to buy a buy a buy a new pc then yeah get a new console i mean but and like was- you could buy a part for a pc that is the cost of one of these consoles right like the cost if you if you if you if you want to buy the best video card on the market sure I, and but, i mean yeah you're right like if you want to buy but i mean it's close i never go i never go top of the line no i never i go mid-range i get like the the 70 series from nvidia usually yeah i i go the 70 or the 60 series which is about five six hundred dollars canadian so it's about the cost of a of what they're pegging this console to be if if maybe a little bit less but like i have a 1060 in this and, and 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 that's still pretty good from what i understand right now that i'm about three generations uh, I'm, I'm like two or three generations back now. yeah you're you're still good and i and i think when resident Hell, like I, you might want a new video card for resident evil 8 though i think yeah 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 in fact i think i bought the video card so i could play resident evil 7 well there you go i think that's you're on a mainline Resident Evil cycle when it comes to your yeah. computer. Uh, yeah. But there will be more details about Resident Evil 8 in August. Capcom did confirm that during the PlayStation 5 uh, briefing. We will definitely be here to report on that. Uh, I know Lou and I are both excited to get Very. more details on this. Um that's our video game story until we get to the Last of Us stuff here. But uh, Train to Busan 2. Let's move into movies. We've got the Peninsula tra- Pen- sorry, Peninsula trailer that launched. You sent this so, link to me. Yes, so we've kind of known that this movie is coming, but I didn't know how far along it was or when it was coming or no nothing. And then the other day, my news feeds all filled with Train to Busan 2! Train to Busan! And I was like, oh, it's a thing? <laughs> uh, cool! Like, 
we've heard rumors and you and I, I think have talked about it. Like the, when we did our, our upcoming for the year show, but I had forgotten all about this. And then I watched the trailer and I was like, this looks amazing. It looks very different from the first film. And as in like the story it's telling. And I think that's, what's awesome about it. Yeah. I'm, I gotta say that. So I have a couple things. First off, I, I noted this to you is it feels like they're really putting in an, uh, their expanded, what appears to be an expanded budget to expand the scope of the film, but also like really nail, uh, the, the effects that they're portraying in this trailer. Yeah. It, it looks, it looks like a, like a phenomenal zombie film, some better than most or some of the more recent zombie films we've seen. And, and, uh, I loved train to Busan. It was really great. And a sequel set in the same sort of world. A couple, I think they said, what was it? A couple of years after the, the first one, they gave a time it's, frame. It's, it's been like 18 months or something mm-hmm. like that. And, uh, it just, it looks really good. My, my next question that immediately comes to mind is like, how am I going to be able to watch this? Am I, Am I going to have to wait? Uh, is it going to launch, uh, you know, worldwide? Can I rent it? Um, it's going it, to... The first Train to Busan, I never saw it in theaters here in America. No. So I'm pretty sure it didn't come that way. We're going to get this on a direct-to-video. Yeah. This is going to show up on Netflix, Shudder, or Amazon, or whoever's willing to dish out the money to get it there first. August 6, 2020 is what this uh, YouTube... Uh, descriptor says so you'll you'll be able it sounds like you'll be able to rent it uh, and the thing i liked about this oh july is, 30th in hong kong is when it initially the, the, the thing i liked about this trailer is i liked train to busan but it's kind of a dour film as awesome as some of the scenes are and as 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 badass as a lot of the action is in it you know at the end of the day it's a guy trying to save his kid who in the meantime like he's going to die and you know, like midway through the film, he's going to die. And it's like a countdown to his death. And, you know, it, it's, it's good, but it's also sad. And I don't get that vibe from train to Busan too. Hmm. Yeah, no, it, it looks like it'll be a more of a this, fun. This adventure. looks like, this looks like an action movie from beginning to end. Um, it sounds like our premise is that our hero is sent back in to get something. Yeah. So set four years after the events of Train to Busan, Peninsula Stars, uh, Soldier, I don't don't want to pronounce their names because I'll butcher them, but it looks like they've become, yeah, retrieval mission, they become trapped in Korea, which has been abandoned following the zombie outbreak. And uh, it's, it looks like, um, it looks like the film is tentatively set to be released in theaters this summer. Now, mind you, um, Unless you're Christopher Nolan and uh, you you are you are for some reason so attached to having your film only in theaters, uh, <clears throat> I I could see this one going to like you said direct to video at, uh, very early. I don't. Think... I really wouldn't be surprised if this shows up on Amazon or Shutter. Yeah. Um, but again, the thing I liked about this is when I saw the trailer for Train to Busan, I was like, oh, this looks good. But I saw the thing about a dad protecting his his daughter. And I, my, my first thought was, they're going to do the dad dies thing. Didn't they do that in the first one? There was a, it ended with the daughter and the dad. No, no, no. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. When oh, I oh sorry. I thought one, you were talking about the sequel. No, when I saw, watched the first one, I was yeah. like, oh, that's what they're going to do. They're going to do the dad dies to save the kid thing, which we've seen in a lot of zombie movies. And granted, 
Train to Busan was more it was more creative with it and did some neat stuff. But we've seen that thing kind of done before. And with this, I was like, never seen anything where the guy has got to go back in and get something and bring it back to somebody, uh, like steal money to get it back to the thing or steal this thing and they're going to divvy up the money and then there's people still living there and they're going to make it, it sounds like they're going to make them fight in an arena and then some kids driving a car and there's like hordes of zombies that look like they've been bound together to become some kind of other weird giant zombie thing. I'm like, this looks awesome. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, that was crazy. Like, I, like the first movie, I was like, oh, this is a great zombie movie. And this is like a, this is like, we're going back to that universe and you don't know what the hell you're going to get. And I was like, oh, wow, I'm really excited for this. Yeah, it does look like it will be a a, 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 a riot. Like, it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. And I, I think it's something we, you know... Uh, we well, obviously we're looking forward to is doing a zombie podcast, but we will watch it. We're going to probably watch it as soon as it comes out. We'll talk about it here. Um, I think train to Busan was a, was a film that both you and uh, Bob at the time were both like, we have to watch this. We have to watch this. And, and I hadn't seen it. And finally I saw it and I was like, Oh my God, guys, I don't often watch foreign films. Um, but you know, probably one of my favorite, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. subtitles sometimes I think, the core issue with subtitles, we've gotten so used to, to distracting ourselves while watching a movie that subtitles require you to pay attention constantly. So, I mean, I'm kind of a fan of subtitles now, but uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to watching Train to Busan 2 Peninsula when it arrives this summer. Uh, quickly, before we get into our main topic, I did want to sort of point people towards the official The Last of Us podcast, which is going behind the scenes of parts one and two. They've done two episodes so far. And if you enjoy The Last of Us and you enjoy sort of diving deep into what makes a video game uh, work from a design standpoint and from a development standpoint, broken down into the the sort of parts of the game. So the first episode is part one of Summer. Second episode is part two of Summer. And they have clips from the games and interviews with the actors and stuff, and as well as Neil Druckmann, the director, and some other folks surrounding development. But... It's a good sort of prepper for The Last of Us Part Two, which is launching soon, and it's a really slick produced podcast. So if you're a fan of The Last of Us and you don't want to revisit that game by playing it, you just want to kind of experience it from a different medium and have it expanded a little bit with some more tidbits. Like, I live for this stuff. I love going behind the scenes on this stuff, and, and uh, podcast is a really good format because it allows me to do other stuff while I'm enjoying it so i just wanted to shout that out lou i don't know if you've checked out the podcast it, it is really I have, well done. i have i have not but i have some breaking news oh like as in like broke while we were recording breaking news what's up uh they've just announced that walking dead is coming back to comics what <laughs> but it's not the walking dead it's a comic called negan lives is it and a... it's about and it is a comic about Negan after the last issue of The Walking Dead. Really? Sorry, I'm just looking just announced. Here. Just announced. Nine, there's not yeah, a whole, nine hours there's ago. Not, Negan lives. Not there's not a whole lot of detail, but that's kind of awesome. That's a that's a big deal. So yeah, that's a very big deal. So Negan lives number one. Do do do. It looks like this is a comic. Um, 
that will be unveiled the walking dead comic returns in july 2020 so next month uh yep that's crazy so So a new standalone 36 page special focused on the fan favorite villain yep so it's one i'm sure it 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 looks like there's going to be a series but they're starting with one book so well i look forward to more news about that in july yeah that's really cool no that's great but hey it's always good to get breaking news about the walking dead that isn't so and so has left the main series for such and such it's like okay guys we get it you're successful and you you want to move on um yeah and i think comic-con announced they're going to be doing a a uh a, a free for all digital event so everyone will be able to participate and uh, a bunch of different places are kind of doing spinning out their own event but comic-con san diego is doing a digital event so there probably will be lots of zombie news and i think it's taking place over the same sort of weekend span so mid-july um yeah july sounds like it'll be a good month for zombies Lou, uh, we've we've discussed news. Let's talk about our topic here, which is uh, the Last of Us or the Last of Us. That's in a few more weeks, I should That's say. Yeah, we're, gonna, we're gonna get there. The Last, Last Kids, Kids on, on Earth, Book Two. Uh, we watched episodes one through three. Book one. I watched. I've watched episodes one through five. Oh, perfect. So you've gone a little further <clears throat> ahead, which is great because yeah. I kind of want to. You know, uh, they've done the Netflix thing. Every episode kind of ends on some sort of a cliffhanger leading into the into the next episode um book one ended on a cliffhanger we got we got sort of a a tease of uh some sort of monster appearing and and i think that's that's sort of the feel you get from book two is that and you got that feel from the first one is like yeah there are zombies but zombies don't seem to be the main uh, they are certainly an issue but um, the main antagonist are these large freakish monsters and in book two you're 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 presented with even more monsters some of which are are the good guys yeah, uh, um, great. and we start to figure out why there was a hole in the sky and where all the parents have gone. And, like, we start to kind of – all the holes that were left at the end of that mini that mini movie we got last season were – are kind of getting answered. And I, I find the story very satisfying. Um, again, this is a kid's cartoon, so, you know, uh, there are lots of groany moments for me because I'm an adult. Uh, and I'm not talking about them not killing stuff. Uh, I'm just talking about there's a lot. The, the main hero for me is kind of annoying. Yeah. Um, I like all of the other cast members. I like a lot of the monster creatures they're now interacting with. Uh, and the hero does have his moments. Like not every mo- every episode is he obnoxious, but those first two episodes, uh, I almost I almost messaged you and said, "Yeah, I'm done." And. Uh, after the second episode, things start to get better, and I was like, "Okay, all right, I, I, I'm down on the, I'm down with this." But the first two episodes, he's like over the top, being like, "We're like he's treating everything like a video game to the point where it's not funny anymore." And to the point where it's like the the joke you made is not funny. You made that in the movie five times. Why are you making the same joke again? And yeah. it was it was like beating you over the head with a with 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 the same jokes and i was like oh come on please can we do something else and then somewhere around the beginning of episode three like the writing seems to have like hit its stride and he does kind of make some jokes 
but they're not as bad as they were in the first one. And his obnoxious tendencies have more to do with him trying to protect his friends rather than him trying to sound like a pompous ass. Yeah. I mean, what you're describing is... Uh, so I've watched a lot of children's television, having having small children, and um, there are varying sort of examples of children's television. One is like, this is, this is an educational thing. It's very, um, very... Uh, I don't want to say slow. It's it's thought out. Uh, it, it 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 has patience with its viewers. Then there's other stuff where um, it's like Paw Patrol, where it's just like a fun adventure. No one's really, you know, there are the 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 mustache twirling bad guys, but no one's no one's really doing anything crazy. It's very safe, and it's it's just it's enjoyable to watch. And there's different stories every week. Then there's the other ones that I've found, which I don't like, which is. The main characters taking turns being buttholes, and yeah. uh, and and then by the end of the episode, they've learned from their mistakes. But each episode, uh, a good example of this is PJ Masks. They they take turns being the ass, and at the end of the episode, they realize that the wrong they they did, and and they they save the day. But but it rinse repeat every episode. Someone takes a turn, you know, being being the 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 bad person or the bad friend right so i was reminded of that when i watched the first few episodes where it's the main character he's very much obsessed with his video game idea of the world until he realizes i think by the end of episode two that it's it's a it's the world is bigger than his this video game it's more about you know survival Right and survival through just I being a good friend. I, I can't remember if it's three or four, or I think it might be both three and four. Mm -hmm. The episodes kind of revolve around him realizing that his friend could die, mm -hmm. and now he's become overprotective of said friend because said friend could die, and I and and it was like that was the moment where I was like, okay, like this show is not going to just make him be the jerk all the time. Now he's not really being a jerk. But now he's doing the, like, overprotective friend thing. And, like, the characters are starting to evolve beyond what they were. Because, yeah. I mean, they were cookie cutter in the first movie in the first couple episodes. And I feel like we're now starting to get characters. Uh, that said, uh, I've been excited every time I've watched a new episode thus far because the voice actors in this is amazing. So that cast list we talked about when we <clears> talked <throat> about book one, where none of them were in book one, uh, we finally got that cast list, which is the monsters. They introduce, uh, m they're not monsters, they're citizens from this other dimension that are that are the good guys. They're the humans of their world. And you've got um, Mark Hamill, uh, Bruce Campbell, uh, there was another... Keith David. Keith David, thank you. I was going to say Keith Anderson, but I think I think that was his name in mass effect but uh keith david's in it and he plays the monster you see at the end of book one and uh it's just it's really great it's lighthearted. it's um it's not too it's not too heavy uh they 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 have moments where they they talk specifically about not harming the zombies because they still feel as though the effect is reversible you know, they they yeah. talk about that, and they actually they actually bring that up, which was was one of my yeah. gripes with the first, uh, one of my gripes with the first movie thing was if that's their plan, why didn't they discuss this? Because there were tons of zombies where I was like, just kill it, just kill it, 
And I understand it's a kid's show, so we don't want to kill the people. But then when they're like, yeah, we're trying to figure out a way to reverse this. I was like, okay, here we go. Mm -hmm. uh, I, even like uh, they go to like the pizza place and there's like the one zombie that's like hooked to the fence in front of the pizza place. Yeah. And they've named him Bruce. Yeah. Or and, Bruce. And they, they know who it is. They're like, it's Bruce. And I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. And it, I mean, it works so well. And, and I think from a children's perspective, uh, we talked about this pre-show as to whether I watched it with uh, any of my kids. I think from a children's perspective, when you have monsters like and you're fighting monsters, that, that makes sense. That's good versus evil. There's no human. The, the human conflict that you see is just friends disagreeing and, and, and them sort of fighting it out, which is which is which is normal. Uh, but like fighting monsters and stuff, it's all fantasy and supernatural. So when they come out, like, and the zombies are humanoid, right? So they don't normally interact with the zombies in a negative light. Like there will be examples where they do kind of push or shove or, or kick them out of the way, but nothing too, nothing too drastic. Um, Abby, who's two and a half would, or turning three in August, probably wouldn't care much for it. She's, She's got a very specific mind for certain TV shows, but Caden, he he would love this, and and he he enjoys his understanding of what zombies zombies to him are what this show portray. Zombies are uh, creatures that lumber around and and go brains and and you know theoretically will try to quote unquote bite you. So he would be fine with the content, and I think he would get a kick out of the monsters and the voice acting and stuff like that, but. Um, I think he needs like just a little more time. Like he's only four, right? So maybe another right. year and he'd be good with this, but, uh, it's, it's solid. Uh, it's solid kids programming. Like I don't watch. Yeah, that was of kind stuff. of my, that was my kind of my takeaway is, uh, I was watching an episode. Uh, I like, I, I watched this towards the end of the day, the other day and Erica came up from work cause I get done before her. And I was watching the tail end of an episode and I was like, I'm sorry, I'm watching this. She's like, eh, I'm not going to really pay attention, but, like, whatever. And then when it was over, I'm like, I'll stop this and we can watch what you wanted to watch. And she was like, yeah, okay. She's like, I didn't like it, but, like, in other words, it was good kids' show. And mm -hmm. I was like, yeah. Oh, it's also zombie content, right? It's just something yeah. we, we look for. And this, I remember when we watched The Last of, or the last Kids of Earth on Earth, and I've got The Last of Us on my mind, I'm sorry. The Last Kids on Earth... It, it it um it was different from what we would normally watch and I was craving that right yeah and, uh, and I feel like yeah. I hit that, that that hit my that hit that itch again mm -hmm. exactly I'm probably I'm probably gonna finish out this series but I can't tell you I'm gonna sit and watch the next like five to six episodes in one go it'll probably be something where I got 20 minutes to kill I'll watch an episode yeah it's it's really lighthearted it's easy to watch and uh yeah, I, I recommend folks check it out. The Last Kids on Earth book two is now on Netflix. It's a Netflix original, so it's the only place you're going to get it, but it is a fantastic show. We highly recommend And it's got great voice acting, like you said, and I think there's still more to come. I don't know. Those were the three I picked out. I know there was a laundry list of names. Um, did you catch anybody else that came to mind? I didn't. Those were the only three that stood out to me, mm -hmm. um, but... And and that's four or five episodes. Oh, yeah, no, we talked about Mark Hamill. We did because because it, Mark Hamill at first I wasn't sure it was Mark Hamill, and then he does like a Joker laugh thing, and I was like, oh, it is Mark Hamill. Okay, we're good. Bruce Campbell kind of snuck up on me. It, it took me a bit to kind of like suss it out, 
But uh, I thought it was him, and then he refers to somebody as like a knucklehead or something. I was like, oh yeah, that's Bruce. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a great show. I I mean, the story in book two is revolving from where it starts. Is they discover these monsters. Um, they they're they're trying to fill out a bestiary. Uh, that that was given to them by the the Keith David monster, and I don't I haven't got to the point where they say it's important to fill it out, and they do fill it out quite quick as they move forward in the story. It's not a monster of the week sort of thing, although it no, it's like multiple monsters of the week. Like yeah. uh, I, I'm a couple episodes ahead of you. There's a couple episodes where like they fill like six pages of the of the book in like one go, and I'm like, oh, that's awesome. We're not gonna get one monster every week. Awesome. Mm-hmm. it moves at a steady clip and i think that it's that's sort of where the story is going like i haven't gotten to the point where they're sort of you know unveiling more about the world although uh there is some ominous like where the zombies go like the zombies have disappeared or at least lumbering towards a, a that's sound. actually that is a, an actual plot point in the future episodes yeah so it was uh i think by the end of episode three you they had they had noticed all the zombies were missing and i'm guessing the mystery will be addressed in a future episode but yes. uh yeah i again last kids on earth netflix great stuff if you have kids around the six to seven age it is it is considered um uh yt or y y7 i think is what the rating is so youth seven uh you can check that out with your kids i it's not violent like the most violent parts about it is uh is is they do they do kill monsters you know by uh the, in the second episode there is like a giant beetle thing yeah. and they make like a bomb out of baking soda and peroxide or something yeah and and blow it up and it turns into like putty yeah and but it but it's still like, alive right like it's it was like a mutated it, cheese or yeah, something it, yeah and then, then the thing that was inside of it kind of gets up and walks away and i was like oh okay that that was kind of cool i think maybe the probably the most like it, the most gruesome thing in the first one was when he stabs the monster in the eye and kills it but it, end, but, yeah. but he just kind of stabs it and he falls over and then i think in in book two the, there's a moment where he like dodges it out of the way and like slices the worm i don't think he kills it but it, but he does like give it a good gash so it's it's got some violence to it but it's nothing it's nothing crazy. Like again, if you're watching PJ Masks, like they are fighting ninjas in that in that show, and and there are other shows as you sort of get up from there in terms of. In all I honesty, know. I watched way more violent stuff than this as a kid. Yes, yes, for sure. But I mean, there's so many options now, so like parents, parents do have this this you know this option of like whether they want to watch this type of content. So, but I I do understand back in the day, like I was there with you, like. It was Care Bears followed by uh, Power Rangers. Or maybe it was Power Rangers and then Care Bears. And when Care Bears came on, you knew you had to go get the bus. Like, that was kind of kind of where where I'm where I'm thinking my TV time was. And Ninja Turtles, all that fun stuff. But, uh, yeah, definitely check it out. Uh, Lou, we've got some fun stuff planned coming up. We did announce that uh, we were doing a straw poll for our next movie. And we're going to give folks another week, probably close the voting on oh june 26 we'll say uh but if you do take a look at the results the return return of the living dead part three is in the lead so by a lot by a lot you know 67 percent. come on come on people somebody vote for uh uh, 
Each uh, one's got one deep. vote. Dead Come Beat's on. got one vote, but uh, yeah, Richard, me. Okay, <laughs> okay, you. I I don't know who I voted for. I think I voted for Return to Living Dead Part Three. Is like, you know what? If I'm in that mindset, we might as well just continue it. Uh, but we will close voting in a week. We will we will talk about that film on our next episode. Uh, we are barreling even closer to Lou's uh, uh, welcoming of his of his first child in July. So the schedule gets a little hazy after that, but we will definitely be talking about The Last of Us Part 2. I'm going to be playing that. Still haven't decided if I'm going to play it at midnight tonight just to get like a taste of it because I will have to wait until the end of the day to play it uh, on Friday. So I might want to like just get that taste in so I'm able to stop vibrating during the day but uh yeah uh some fun stuff on the horizon and then obviously comic-con coming up and all that other fun stuff so we should have more news to discuss but that's gonna do it uh for this episode lou what do you think yes it is yeah it's good stuff uh join our discord bit.ly slash zamp discord we had a listener jump in should give a shout out Uh, i'm gonna remind myself of who it was shout out to cool kid with the K, cool kid with a K, uh, he joined our Discord. Uh, certainly jump in as well if you have Discord bit.ly slash Zamp Discord. We often talk about zombies and uh, content that we're going to yeah, talk about uh, on the show. That, that's where I put the link to the Train to Busan trailer. When it as soon as it hit the internet, I was like, ah, oh, this. <laughs> yeah, no, it works really well. We use Discord for planning the show, so it's a great way to get involved and directly impact the show if you find a news story that you want us to talk about you can certainly throw it into the discord and we will take a look at it uh if you want to support the show further you can go to patreon.com slash zombies ate my podcast all the funds that we get from patreon goes right back into the show pays for hosting domains uh content so we buy games we buy movies with it uh, so that we can give you our feedback and uh reviews on said content you can go to our website, zombiesatemypodcast.com. I know I alluded to there being a new website by the time we recorded our next episode, but uh, it's been crazy. So baby, baby life is nuts, and the world's in a crazy place right now. So. Exactly. So next episode. <laughs> Soon. TM. All right? That's what I'm going to say. I've got it all picked out. I just got to flip the switch. Um, you can send us an email, info at zombiesatemypodcast.com. You'll find all of the links on our on our face or on our website, but we've got Twitter, Facebook. If you want to follow in us individually on Twitter, I'm at R Murphy, Lou is at Busy Zombie Lord. Shout out to I'm Joel trying. Duggan. You're you are you tw- you're tweeting? I I'm trying to tweet again. Oh, that's good. We need more uh, Busy Zombie Lord in our life. Did you tw- did you tweet the train to Busan 2 trailer? I think I did. There you go. There you go. One small step. Uh, 100, 280 characters at a time. Uh, give a shout out to Joel Duggan for the artwork. You can see it right now on your pod catcher. You can see more of his stuff at joelduggan.com. Lou, as always, we end the show with your wonderfully well thought out thoughts. No more zombie babies. <laughs> Z Nation, did you just, did that pop? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Remember when I watched Z Nation because I had to? That was, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I sat through two seasons of that show. Really? Yeah. And you're still here? Yeah.